1: another week another special episode of the attacking scrum podcast for you they just keep on coming thick and fast so uh, if you're not subscribed already make sure you do so do it on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your podcasts from that way if we have a special episode you'll get notified when we publish it and you won't miss a beat Uh, if you haven't listened to some of the other specials we've had during the rugby world cup make sure you go back and have a little listen to them as well. So who have we spoken to? We spoke to James Stafford about his new book, which was great fun. Uh, we spoke to uh, we spoke to Sam Peters about concussion, which is you know, obviously a very serious subject and something we're all trying to learn a lot more about. Great to chat to him earlier on uh, in the in the autumn as well Uh, we've also got one coming up uh, probably later this week with Rob Kitson who um, is the Guardian rugby writer and uh, again he's just written a book as well so I've really enjoyed kind of doing these um, doing these book review ones lots of Lots of fun doing those. So go back, have a listen to them. They're all on our Spotify and Apple Podcast uh, feeds. So you can listen to them all for free. Uh, So yeah, that uh, is really helpful if you want to do that. And what else have we got to tell you? Yes, Jared Evans. So. Really, really nice to chat to him. Obviously, he signed for Harlequins uh, after leaving Cardiff. Uh, Really exciting player to watch, my kind of outside half. So, yeah, it was really nice to meet him. Lovely, lovely bloke. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of really nice to chat to him. This took place in the summer uh, or kind of maybe it was September time. It was really bloody hot. That's all I can remember, which uh, if you can hear some background noise, that was the sound of a fan and we were trapped in a very, very small Room. So, uh, as always with the attacking scrum, there's some kind of audio quality that uh, that you're going to have to live with, um, but hopefully it's not too distracting. Um, but yeah, great guy to chat to, and uh, yeah, we speak about how he's settling in at Harlequins, what his kind of hopes for the season are, um, how he kind of looks back on his Cardiff career, how he looks back on his Wales career, and if he hopes to to resurrect that at some point as well. And as you can imagine, we also talk about the complete shit show that was being a professional rugby player last season in wales so great to get his kind of honest take on on all of those things so uh yeah a big thank you to jared and the team at harlequins for for setting this one up um and yeah really hope you enjoy it if you do please leave us a review um again do that on apple podcast or spotify uh, and that really helps us out uh in the meantime enough of me babbling on hope you enjoy it this is the attacking scrum meets jared evans There's a big pile of bodies at the bottom of it. His player of the match, Jared Evans. What... Jared Evans, welcome to the attacking scrum podcast. I suppose the first thing to uh, to discuss you. how are you settling in this end of the M four.
0: Yeah, it's been um, it's been really good actually. Um, initially, it was quite a tough transition. Obviously, I'm always sort of lived at home and um one club sort of with cardiff so the transition was never going to be smooth but i think it's been as smooth as it could be with like um the guys here have been brilliant like helping me settle in and it's few familiar faces which i already know as well which has been helpful so yeah settled in really well and um yeah enjoying life Different to what I'm used to, but yeah. I'm really enjoying life.
1: And Dylan's come back as well, who you, you seem to uh, you seem to follow each other around wherever where, where you play rugby.
0: Yeah, so like we uh, we started playing together at pont for like um, since we were about six years yeah. old, so like we've transitioned sort of all the way up t- to still ongoing now, really. Um, and he's obviously got the World Cup to sort yeah. of um, focus on at the minute, but. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing him, seeing him back here. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been about the whole journey with him, I suppose. Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, you mentioned that you played all your regional rugby at Cardiff. How difficult a decision was it to to move on? Yeah, like it it,
0: it was fairly difficult. Like I got a lot of um, you know, as the club I sort of, I come through the the academies and all the systems and you know tenures there. I I enjoyed some really good. Um, years of rugby and I made, like a lot of mates uh, still um, so it was fairly tough but I think it was probably time for me to have a change and I think that, that sort of helps you grow as a player and as a person even when sometimes it's a little bit uncomfortable to do so but I think like yeah it was a tough tough transition but I think with everything that sort of went on I think that sort of made it easier and cemented my decision really.
1: And then in terms of joining Quinns, how important was the, the kind of the style of play, known for this free-flowing rugby that's kind of got Jared Evans written all over it, yeah. how important was that as as part of your decision-making process?
0: Yeah, it's so everything. I think, um, I suppose, you know, Cardiff um, over the years have had the, I'd say the, the Welsh version of the Quinns yeah. up here, so like the style uh, shouldn't take too much transitioning yeah. for me, there'll be bits and bobs, but I think yeah like they sort of you know they got the same attacking mindset like the coach here um with like snap and the way he's running the attack is very similar to Matt chair it was very good coach um at cardiff so i think yeah it's quite 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 should be quite a easy transition um i think it's just about maybe building them relationships with players and coaches because
1: yeah obviously you know you i think particularly around a big international tournaments, you read lots in the press the focus tends to move to game management, and I suppose the less, uh, the less exciting bits about outside half play. But yeah. like how important is it to you as a player to be able to go out and play with that kind of expressive way that we've come, we've become used to seeing you play?
0: Yeah, I think you know, it's sort of, I think, growing up, like my instinct was always, um, probably the side that everyone sees, and I think. As you, I think as you get older with a bit more maturity I think you start to understand certain situations in your head and I think um, I've sort of got better at that and um, still continuing to sort of do so I don't think i will ever change for any outside half f- until they finish their career um, but yeah, I think it's an important part of me and sort of the DNA which I can bring to the game um, yeah, like I sort of you know, when sometimes you go under pressure you refer back to your instinct and that's sort of the way I've sort of always got brought up and developed as a youngster and I think, you know, it's the it's the bits everyone likes to see and it's rugby sort of at a bit of a crossroads where, you know, which way they sort of want to go. But I think it's important that, you know, and, and luckily uh Quinn's like they want to play with that sort of flair and attacking mindset and it's, I think it's great for the game that it still has those elements because um like i said there's a lot of chat around some of the other bits which isn't as flashy
1: you had a chance as well to train with train with new teammates get to know them a bit more yeah. who are you most looking forward to to pulling on that quarter jersey and getting out on the field with which of the players
0: um yeah like everyone's been like so good first and foremost about you know helping me settle in and like it's a great uh group of lads here um I suppose the ones which i'm already familiar with with um with with sort of cardiff met and mm. and, and cardiff is probably um Thomas and luke um and like we sort of got a bit of a relationship prior to me signing you um so i'm looking forward to to that um yeah i'd say them too probably
1: awesome and I suppose a big challenge for you moving to moving to the Gallagher Premiership as yeah. well. You know, big rivalries. Uh, you know, as you get into the season as well, all the internationals will be will be coming back. Any kind of team or fixture that you're particularly looking forward to this season?
0: Um, like uh, I think it's, it'll be sort of played by a situation because, yeah. like, the the one thing I was really interested in was because really. In my professional game that's all i've ever known really is the urc and the about well, the pro 14 no. that sort of league so i'm very interested to see how um sort of the style and like even like things like the referee and, and how things differ from the urc so i'm that that's what sort of, i wouldn't say it's a particular team which i'm yeah. sort of uh, a fixture which i'm looking forward to maybe that might change but i think I'm looking forward to just seeing how it compares and how I might have to sort of grow or adapt my game or um, there'll be things which I, I like about this league and just, just finding out a bit more about what the league is, you know, it's it's, it's got great coverage, um, it's, it's a great great on the eye and great spectacle, so I'm just looking forward to being a part of that.
1: And what about the, um, you know, you mentioned kind of taking yourself out of your comfort zone a bit, was that important to you to get yourself away from Wales and to... to to kind of grow as a player and as an individual?
0: Yeah, I think so. Like, I think I mentioned it before, but, like, being in the same... Regardless of what you do, I think being in the same workplace for too long isn't good for anyone. And I think, yeah, like, it's just, you know, working with different people, relationships, you know, being uncomfortable. You've got to sometimes be uncomfortable to be comfortable. And I think... um yeah, it's only going to help me grow. Um, yeah, and hopefully I can just sort of settle in as quick as I can and put my mark down.
1: And yeah, I suppose talking about putting your mark down, there's a pretty high profile outside half here on the books in terms of Marcus Smith. You looking Mm -hmm. forward to that, to that battle for the, for the 10 jersey?
0: Yeah, of course. Like that was sort of one of the reasons which I wanted to come. Like he's one of the best outside halves in the world. Um, I sort of want to bounce ideas off him and challenge against him and I'm sure he'll want to do the same with me so I think um, yeah I'm looking forward to that sort of challenge and um, I think that's only going to benefit the quins regardless of you know sort of who plays and we
1: said like kind of at the start of the at the start of the chat I mean last season was a berserk one even by Welsh rugby standards I think I read somewhere (laughs) you referred to it as like being in a Netflix series like I suppose, just tell us for the listeners how difficult that was for you as as players.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I think I mentioned it before. It was. Um, it it was probably the most challenging year I've had in. I mean, my when I was about seventeen, so it was mm-hmm. about ten years. It was probably the, the hardest, most challenging year I've had. Like it, it. Every day there was something different going on. The the sort of landscape would change, but you sort of didn't know whether they had contracts but they were playing on a weekend this would be like a day before a game you got the travel i think like even the build-up to all that prior to all that like covid and all that sort of thing so it's been a bit of a rocky few years um it's quite sad really like because like i said i got a lot of mates particularly in cardiff but for all regions but like those lads didn't sort of know have any certainty going into going into the year when they got like, when you're talking about like, people with families and yeah. stuff, it becomes very difficult um, to even sort of show up on the field at times. So.
1: Because I think like if you, you know, I, I'm i self-employed, but I sit at a desk all day, right? Yeah. So,
0: you know, if if I was
1: as part of a contract and it's coming towards an end with a client, I don't know whether it's going to happen again. I'm still only sat at my desk. Yeah. If you're saying, yeah, well let me, no idea what's happening next week uh, next year, Jared. but um, can you go out and, you know, tackle these, Twenty twenty stone blokes, you know, and yeah, you, know, you could break a leg, concussion, anything could happen out there that stops you from being able to do it. So do your job next
0: year. Yeah, like those are the situations we were finding ourselves in where it could be um, a player sort of not getting told, you know, no certainty on their careers, being asked to go out there on the weekend. They might have a few club sort of interest or lined up. Then they sort of a bit reluctant obviously to go out there because they don't want to get injured mm. there was lads who horrifically picked up some long-term injuries during training and didn't know what the future held yeah. for them and I was like difficult for not just obviously for the individual but for those boys who were close to them I thought I'd never experienced that especially that like injuries happen but that deep into a season where you know, when we're talking about um march may yeah you know, like may, a couple of yeah, left, yeah that's like and you'd have like a lot of contracts sort of get done pre-christmas is what we we were sort of used to but to believe it you know january february still late but like it was going march april may and i was it was very um it was it was tough yeah like the club didn't sort of know still what their budgets were it didn't seem very um Cohesive with the union, that, well, and it was it was difficult. Like it was difficult. Um, you know, di- it was a difficult period.
1: Do you get the feeling things are a bit more a bit more settled now? From you know, from any of your mates you still talk to, that things have calmed down and there seems to be a bit of a plan, which at the time, let's face it, it didn't seem like there was.
0: I think so. Yeah, I think there seems to be a little bit of a plan, which is always nice. Um, but then it's always going to be lads who. You know like they've left it so late that they're not wanted and yeah. then they've got a really tough transition potentially out of rugby um which has been difficult because there's still lads who haven't gone back into the game the summers have like sort of come back into it now which is great but um yeah it's it, it hard one to describe yeah. like you couldn't believe what was actually going on day to day and how the landscape would continually change um, and, and this is before we've been talking about things on the field. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And we always, you know, we kind of always keen to chat to players about what they've got outside of rugby as well. Is that something that, that you've seen change over the years or that you, you know, because you're only ever one injury away from, uh, from it being the end, you know, is that something that I guess clubs have got better at, at helping players to prepare for?
0: Um, I think it's still an ongoing development yeah. I think it's definitely got better um, in Wales here it is a lot better than yeah. back home I think you know there's some especially the Quins where I've dealt with there's so many people here who can help you um, you know there's always someone to offer advice or um, you know the, the RPA and you've got sort of Catherine who does a great job here or Caroline sorry um, yeah like they've I think in Wales it's, it's growing, but I think it's, you know, I haven't been here this year, but I think mm. it's still an ongoing, still a long way to go in terms of cause it's such an important part of, um, you know, like the, the players sort of, I think that, I think it, I'd probably speak on behalf of a lot of Welsh players, but like a lot of the stress that comes from this the, the sort of rugby is, what is that? Yeah question mark over was what happens after that because it gave so much and you guess get sort of nurtured strength these academies and so what, what age would you have would you have been in the academy system so like I would have been yeah like 16 17 yeah. playing under 18s in the academy systems and it would almost be, it it'd more or less be full-time yeah. like I don't know if it's meant to be but it was more <laughs> or less full-time it'd be inconvenient hours of the days yeah. working around um, sort of the first team like that I was but um yeah so like it's yeah, it's definitely got better I think but still a long way to go with it. And has it felt like a like a
1: clean break from all that getting away new club, new environment, you know, new living surroundings, has it felt like a yeah, you, know, you put all that behind you concentrate on rugby now
0: Yeah, like I think um like you said, like you need to be freshened up sometimes and I think yeah it's been brilliant yeah I think you know like you said new change of scenery meeting new people is is quite uncomfortable initially but like they've helped me settle in so well they've been um, brilliant to me. everyone here and yeah I feel like I can sort of you know the goal for me to come here was sort of just enjoy enjoy my rugby and um, you know like without all the sort of Politics around it. Welsh rugby, just come and actually just do my job, and I think um, hopefully I can just do that. Yeah, and what's your relationship
1: with rugby like? Are you one of those? I'm always fascinated to know whether players are like you know, rugby noises or they're you know you like to it's your job and you like to take a break. Are you one of those? Which kind of those
0: camps do you do you fit into? Probably in the the rugby noises camp. You? Are yeah. Probably yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's just like my upbringing has been like sort of like I played since I was six years old and um like that's sort of been my life and like I've sort of i done like college and stuff but it was sort of all my eggs in that one basket um that was like the only thing I was ever going to do and I think like I'm so passionate about the game that sometimes i probably i think i've got better at it as i've got older i sort of switch off but yeah i'd say i'm probably in the other camp yeah um like even like the even other sports like rugby league like i'm pretty passionate about that um trying to transfer some of the skills from that into my rugby union game pretty passionate about football yeah but like um Yeah, probably any other camp as opposed to like treating it as a job because it's not like a normal job. No, yeah, yeah, for a number of reasons. Yeah. Um,
1: Looking back at that time at Cardiff though, have you got kind of favourite memories, favourite moments that you experienced in Blue
0: and Black or Blue and
1: Blue? Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, there's a few which stand out. I think the the one which stands out to me was, I was sort of like on the fringes, um, like no really like I didn't really crack the first team and we played cornered away and it was like blowing a gale and I had sort of makes a change. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's consistent. Um yeah, like I played out in Galway, I come on and I sort of had what I consider a decent impact on the game and I had a kick to win it. Like with a like a complete side wind. And we we kicked that and I thought that sort of kick started my confidence in my career um into the first team and i thought that that was like a moment which i look forward um look back on and think that was that was like a big moment and obviously the bilbao yeah that run was brilliant like the confidence and danny Irv and billy they were all sort of involved and yeah that that sort of confidence it was it was seemed like we were just playing with no fear and like even when we were like losing potentially like first half and we down points we never really it was like an almost like weird confidence that like we were never going to lose them games mm-hmm. and um yeah like we had some tough fixtures we went up to like Murrayfield edinburgh turned them over we had like uh Powell in the semi-final at the arms park that was like rocking yeah. i've never seen the arms park like that
1: that was a post of like Conrad Smith. Yeah, they like Steph like
0: Conrad Smith, some serious like Frank Harlow on the wing, yeah. like some big, like big names. Um, yeah, that was like unbelievable. And probably of, of recent was like a bit of a sad, but a nice feeling was the, we played Sail Sharks yeah. at the end of the year in the Challenge Cup, what was it? quarters? and they come down like stack team and we sort of like turned them over um,
1: and that would have been that would have been the game after peter thomas died as well wasn't it yes yeah, there's so a lot of the riding
0: on yeah. her. like he was like unbelievable for the club peter and um yeah there's been so many like the leinster kick like the yeah. Leinster kick i like, guess that was unbelievable feeling and obviously the judgment day we played the ospreys in the stadium and it felt like because like a lot of them players were didn't know whether they had jobs or they yeah. were leaving and it was quite a sad great that we got the win over the ospreys in the stadium but that was quite a sad but like we sort of played really well and for each other because we knew it'd be the last time we were playing together so it's been like filled with so many and that's yeah. just feel few like i can think off the top of my head and I, i'm sure there's a lot more now obviously you've got your,
1: your eight caps for Wales as well do you feel like you should have had a few more opportunities on the line
0: yeah like I think I think my form probably deserved and my loyalty probably deserved mm. deserved that but like you know like the coaches always sort of gave me feedback and I was grateful for that and maybe they want to go in a different sort of direction which is completely fine and um, you know sometimes it's it's you know like the coaches always used to say to me. I remember who was saying this, one man's opinion and that and that's mm-hmm. all it is. And um, it might not suit one person, but it, it could suit the next. And I think yeah, like I probably it, in my in my opinion, I probably should have had more opportunity, especially like some good opportunities. I always felt like I was maybe coming off the bench or um, you know like. Not in this sort of with the team around me, which could, um you know, like, yeah, hands it's, me, yeah it's a bit of yeah. an experimental team, but like, in the same breath, I think you know, international rugby is not about sort of giving people opportunities, and um I totally understand and respect um their decision, really.
1: Because, yeah, obviously, you've seen the the lowering of that 60 cap rule now to, to 25 mm. and again do you feel like that's a bit unfair on players like yourself you've got an opportunity to go and play in different leagues and experience different things and grow as players that you, you won't get the opportunity in the, the immediate future to to pull on the red jersey again
0: yeah I think like um, my view on it is like Wales is not a big country and know I understand that they've got to keep certain players available for for Wales but um, I wouldn't say any of the regions have been that successful keeping everyone here anyway Mm. so I think um, yeah like I think Wales is such a small country I think they should just pick the players which are available Um, yeah like the lower end of the cap is is good for some players Mm. but it affects others and I think it's just a lot of uh, Again, it all felt
1: so last minute, didn't it, that you've, you've got these negotiations taking place like mid-Six Nations in a yeah. World Cup year when normally, like you say, players' contracts would have been tied down months before. All of that is going on. To me, you know, as a complete outside. It just felt like almost just plucking the number out of thin air. 25? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, yeah should
0: we just go with 25? Yeah. It was. It, it did feel a bit like that. And I think it was quite unfair when, like, you know, boys are being asked to, you know, like, security or versus playing for country and like sort of to fight them off against each other is quite I think unfair but um,
1: Did you mention your loyalty as well Presumably, there would have been opportunities at various different points in your career to to go and play elsewhere anyway
0: Yeah like I've had you know in my last few contracts really I've always had sort of um, offers and options been quite fortunate in that in that regard but um, I sort of stuck loyal because I wanted to try and prove myself on the international stage and it's sort of, I suppose we're meant to be. Yeah. So, you know, and sometimes that affect some of my performances as well. Like, but I just want to come up here and sort of, like you said, like clean slate deal with new people. Um, and just enjoy my rugby as yeah. opposed to dealing with all the, all this sort of nonsense. But, um, yeah that's you know that that's what um, that's where we are now I suppose
1: and final question then if we're sat here in a you know years time after your first season at Queens, what what would you like to have achieved at that point
0: uh, like you said the, the Gallagher would be nice like the to win it like the feeling I, I remember watching the Quins lads um, sort of lift that lift that Trophy when they went on that that run was unbelievable. They were like sort of going against the grain of like you know, because coaches get quite like start heavy and um, you know, yeah. And like rugby goes through these cycles of like how the game's played, and everyone was going through a bit of a cycle of like a template of this is how to play. And Quinn's completely went the other direction and sort of like. We're just sort of playing rugby and playing to the space not stupidly but you know having the license and the confidence to do so and i i thought it was brilliant because they were going against what everyone else was sort of doing and i think if we could do that this year that'd be an unbelievable achievement and um i don't see why we can't with the team we got i think you know it's early days but like we've got some pretty talented players here and the academy system producing uh, you know some quality i've seen some like the england 20s lads mm-hmm. coming through like there's some there's some serious players here and i don't see why we can't sort of push on for that
1: awesome Joe. best of luck for the season thanks for joining us yeah cheers thanks
0: Podcast Network.